Warning, this podcast contains adult language and may contain spoilers of movie or television that may be discussed. You've been warned. Hello and welcome to the first episode of What We Say Online, a conversational style podcast where a few nerdy and geeky friends get together and discuss other strange nerdy geeky topics. My name is Mike Griswold, I am a creative writer, and today's episode we'll be talking about uh, reboots, in, mainly in movies, because it's kind of easier to talk about movie reboots. Uh, today I'm joined by my good friend Tabitha. Why don't you Hello. go ahead? Okay. Continue. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Tabitha Halverson. I've been Mike's friend since high school. I have a huge interest in movies and TVs, um, TV making. And we have some film experience together um, through fun projects and hobbies. <laughs> TV making? Hey, hey, I'm trying my best, okay? <laughs> you do intros on the fly. Uh, I did. Anyways, like, I... today you're working on movie reboots. Yes, we are. Uh, that is the topic of today's episode. So, so tell me, what's a movie reboot? What does it mean? I knew you were going to throw me on the on the spot like that. Um, so, movie reboots. What is a movie reboot? That is surprisingly a complicated question, to be honest. Um, <laughs> great pick for the first episode, I know. But basically, the the boil it down, what a movie reboot is, is either a retelling of the same story with a new cast of characters in a new, in a sort of new way or sort of a reset of continuity. So like, um, if you were to remake Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, instead of Raiders of the Lost Ark being about Ark of the Covenant was about some, I don't know, some Ark of magic or something like that, that would be considered a reboot. That'd be a cool Indiana Jones series. I gotta say, if they had any magic, That'd be cool. Anyways. What do you mean? 99% of Indiana Jones is basically magic. I'm just... I'm sorry. The Holy Grail is magic. The Ark of the Covenant is dead magic. And Temple Mm. of Dune was straight up magic. So anyways, so reboots are essentially um, extended... They're extending a single movie uh, that has already established a continuity and uh, will subsequent... The reboot throws out in favor a new status quo. For this series, is that what you're discussing? Yes, it is. Thank you for clarifying that because okay. I am good. Not a great host. We understand that. No, it's okay. We're hosting fun. We're doing just great. Uh, so, um, so I guess, like, I guess we could just jump into it. Like, like, uh, what do you think makes a good reboot? I think a good reboot is. Um, having a good character to follow. So one of the best reboot examples that I have found um, within a research is Spider-Man. Spider-Man has at least four different Spider-Men in the movie series. We're just talking strictly movies here. Um, and Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, is different from Andrew Garfield Spider-Man as it's a reboot because it still follows the same kind of character, but it creates a whole new storyline. It kind of creates new opportunities for growth and, you know, the technology is better when the Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man's came out. There's a little bit more relatability to the different characters. And we're seeing different character arcs within the Spider-Man world. So reboots, I believe, 
just have good elements of, you know, having maybe better technology, uh, having a little bit more relatable characters, having a different story that still keeps the audience entertained. And it kind of reinvents the series as a whole. So it reinvents the character mostly. Well, that's, that's a really good insight. Way better than what I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> what were you about to say? Well, what I was about to say is another example of probably a type of reboot because there's like so many different types of reboots. It's kind of ridiculous. You got character reboots, you got story reboots, you got complete universal reboots. But like mm-hmm. one of the examples that I am always drawn to when it comes to reboots is the Ghostbusters reboot with the completely female cast. Now it's the exact same. It's not even the same movie, which is crazy. Like this is the thing I don't understand why people call it a reboot. It's not the same movie as any of the original two. It's doesn't really take. It doesn't take place in the original Ghostbusters universe whatsoever. The the original right. three, the original four characters didn't exist. Original Ghostbusters no. didn't exist at all. And it's just these like it's a completely different like origin story too. The original one it's just them hunting like just so happened to be hunting ghosts at the time of apparently some demon god decides to re- re-emerge to Earth, when this one they're fighting some crazy nihilistic dude who's obsessed with becoming a ghost. So I'm like, that's... Well, it's interesting. It still ties in old characters, too, because you remember how in the um, in the newer um, Ghostbusters, of course, the 2016 version, they actually tie in, like, oh, well, the... Uh, they still have in uh, Sigourney Weaver, who comes back in, and she mm-hmm. was initially like one of the uh, main cast and characters of the original films. But she comes in as this like expert on the ghosts, you know, the ghost world. Yeah. And you bring in uh, Bill Murray, who is initially a Ghostbuster, and he comes in as this like non-believer. Well, that's, that's the thing though. Those are hilarious. But they're not tied to the original series. Those are just like fan pandering cameos, like. Stan Lee in the Marvel Universe. They're just like cameos. I don't like, think so. I think it still could tie into the whole universe. Really, It still does. It still kind of ties in, but it's also a completely different story because we're following these four new girls yeah. who come in and, you know, set the stage for a different type of Ghostbuster. Granted, mm-hmm. it's not the best reboot because, you know, it, it has a lot of issues with it. Yeah. Mainly writing, in my opinion. A lot of fans didn't like it, but there are a couple of people out there who did actually enjoy it. I think the only character that was closely resembles the original Ghostbuster Kim. I keep forgetting the guy who played played Raid. Do you, do you know that guy's name by chance? I don't. Well, the guy who plays Ray in Ghostbusters, his character is a taxi driver in the reboot, and he's like spearing off these like ghost facts, just like his original character. I'm like, oh, you mean Edward? Yes, him. Dan Aykroyd. Oh, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Like, why does the taxi driver know all this? Because he's a taxi driver. It was just a cameo. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? <laughs> I love it, though, because also, like, Bill Murray comes back in. He is, you know, launched out of a window uh, <laughs> due to a spirit. Um, well, he dies. In, he dies place. in the reboot. Yeah, right. Which I'm like, and then there's what Ernie, the hell? Who is the... Uh, Ernie, who has the hearse vehicles, because he actually runs a uh, mortuary. <laughs> right. Which and is... there's also, like, there's, you know, um, resemblance to Harold Ramis, who is Egon, and all of his research. Because I, I believe the initial first character, oh, her name escapes me at this point. 
I think that's the a big problem. I think that's a that actually kind of shows the biggest problem with the movie. None of the characters are memorable. Well, Melissa McCarthy's always memorable, and there's uh, Katie McKinnon who's really memorable. But the only problem is that that that's part of the issue. It was a reboot that they attempted to bring back into this normal universe. Ah, Kristen Wiig. That's who I'm talking about. Ah. Kristen Wiig. Uh, she researches Egon's previous research essentially, and uses that within her book that she creates. Um, but does Kate she? McKinnon, I don't. Uh, I don't think that tie-in. I don't think that was a tie-in. Well, I thought it was. <laughs> this is a whole problem. It's also a very forgetful film. <laughs> yeah. As are some other reboots. Right. Well. So that's one. That's one example, though. This is not all reboots are based on Ghostbusters. Right. I think. Uh, we like. Well, if we're going to talk about mainly movies, I mean, it's impossible not to mention Disney, which is probably the king of reboots right now, in my opinion. Well, technically remakes as well, because they're remaking a lot of older films or rebooting it. I believe maybe Corella might be a new reboot. I'm not certain, but just looking at basic definition. Yeah, because we don't know, because it's not out yet. That's why we can't tell. Well, did you see the new trailer for it? Like, it made things even more confusing. I did not. I I don't like the idea of having a whole film around Cruella Deville. Not a big fan. Uh, I I just Same. don't like it for my own reasons. Well, no, it's just but, it's, it's, it's it's this weird thing, and this is something that actually kind of stems to the problem of reboots and as a whole, or like re- reboots or remakes in general. Because let's be honest, remakes are pretty much reboots anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the same. Well, cl- it's the same characters, well, just being tweaked for a modern audience. I'm like, by the definition of reboots, that's a reboot. But uh, well, reboots though are the exact same story. It's just a pretty paint color. You know, it's yeah. just a new, fresh coat of paint. That's, yeah, and that's what's so about it. But that's uh, something I'm really seeing a problem with a lot of Disney's Disney's reboots. It's like now they're like they're kind of going in this like a. Tolkien world where everything needs to have an explanation behind it. Like every yeah. villain needs a backstory. Mm-hmm. Every villain needs a painful origin story. I'm like, which it, it doesn't. Sometimes the story made, of which uh, is, having a mysterious villain is mysterious. Yeah, which is what made uh, That's which it. is what made Disney villains so great in the first place. You didn't know who the hell these people mm-hmm. were. You didn't give a shit of where they came from. They were just villains. It was easy. And now we exactly. have to like add this whole complicated nuance. Like, oh, they have a good reason to do it. What good reason can you give that a woman lo- literally loses her mind, tries to kidnap a hundred Dalmatians to skin them alive to make into a fur coat? Oh, excuse me, a hundred and one. hundred and one. Actually, she has way more because, like, they had tried uh, in the initial, like, remakes, I guess. I- I'm not sure if exactly it's a remake or a reboot, but the ones that are live action films. Oh, yeah, those are definitely reboots. Those are, first off, those are great films. They I are. love them. So much. They're so great. Um, secondly, it, it's very interesting because of the fact that they started out with just having, I believe, like 20 puppies or something like that. Like a, a, an enamorous amount of puppies. Right. But there weren't 101. And then these people just come back with 101 puppies after rescuing their dogs. <laughs> and they're like, well, we have all these lost puppies in London. We don't know where they came from. Nobody's Jeez. coming to pick them up. Let's just keep them. Right. And that sets the stage for the second film because then they create a uh, Dalmatian sanctuary, which then turns into a dog sanctuary. And it's actually really awesome. But we didn't need to know Cruella Deville's, you know, ideas. Right. And what her backstory is. 
I don't really need to know. She's mysterious. That was that was interesting enough. Like the only villain so far, the only Disney villain reboot, quote unquote, I liked was like kind of Jafar's of the twenty sixteen Aladdin or twenty seventeen Aladdin. That's that's not twenty. That's not twenty sixteen. That movie is so much earlier. What was that? That was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, right? There you go. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's been a it's been a tough I'm two sorry. years. Well. 2019 is actually when it came out. <laughs> the 2019 Aladdin. I like Jafar in the 2019 Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like that was one of my biggest problems with the original Aladdin movie. And this is why I actually like the Aladdin reboot. This is something I like that the Aladdin reboot did. It actually added That's depth to these characters. That's a remake, though. That's the whole problem. <sighs> Okay, so I think that's something that we're, <laughs> let's let's actually jump into that little discussion real quick because we keep oh, we keep no. running into that wall. Reboots are so stupidly complicated now that you can't tell the difference between a reboot and a remake. Like, what what well, the hell's the difference? The whole difference is that a remake is the same exact story, just a pretty con- uh, coat of paint. That's it. That's the only difference. So. Then by that definition, wouldn't we be facing a remake issue instead of a reboot issue? Probably, but reboots are also kind of problematic in the way that, you know, I think some reboots are problematic because they're trying to be this kind of new age or like more accepting um, version of the film. So one of the one of the reboots that I realistically didn't like that much is Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels is technically a reboot. It's the same um, same concept of, you know, three girls who are kicking butt and taking names and they work for this mysterious person named Charlie, whom is never shown and never really, you know, introduced. And the 2019 one, it, it was trying to be, you know, it was trying to include like three badass women who are, you know, undercover spies who aren't that noticeable, but are also like able to take care of themselves. But these right. women would use their womanly charms to not be these really tough women. They'd be like, oh, I can definitely take down these men. They go, oh, my God, I can't do it. Oh, my God, <laughs> oh, I, can't. I can't do it. Or they would be like, oh, it's so unfair for women to use their, their looks or having men believe that women are always feminine and soft and sweet. And then they would be soft and sweet in the next scene. And it's like, I don't understand what you're going for. So they're trying to remake it as this kind of woke idea. Right. But it doesn't, it never works out. And that's why I don't like reboots or remakes even because a lot of remakes are being remade to be politically correct. I don't feel like that's fair. I don't think we should keep hashing out the same stories. I think we should create new stories. I think we should allow for people to have just a new addition to this. It shouldn't be the retelling of Aladdin. It should be a cooler story for Aladdin. The Arabian Nights series as a story, was incredible. It was. Why can't we have more adventures from that? We can maybe have Aladdin be part of those. We could have, you know, Princess Well, that's where Shad Aladdin came from. That's the that's stupid thing about that. Like, Aladdin came from uh, 1001 Arabian Tales. Mm-hmm. It came from that book. So, like, instead of just rehashing Aladdin, like, many times over, why not just tell a new story from that book? You've got 1001 stories, quite a large <laughs> selection. You know why they wanted to rehash Aladdin? Money. They wanted to make Will Smith blue. <laughs> well, well, no, nobody, hold on. Hold on. Never said, even, they said we can't. Never said if we should. 
But here's the stupid thing, though. He's, like, blue for, like, a total of, like, 15 minutes of the whole movie. The rest of the time, he's normal looking. I know, I know. And sometimes our complaints get things done, like in Sonic. Like, the Sonic and his design. And sometimes it ruins it. It sometimes ruins films because we can't have a film come out if people don't like it. Because they don't like one element of it, then we can't have it come out in in total. Right. We have to refix it. I actually like. I actually like so Genie's character. I'm sorry. I actually like the Genie's character in the twenty in the okay. twenty nineteen Aladdin reboot. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not bad though. But like, this is what I'm saying though. Is is it's it's bad when we reboot stories that don't really need to be rebooted, or you know, it it's the same story. It's just like, oh, we're trying to be woke, and I think right. woke is a silly concept. I think there's differences in being woke and being informed, I guess. I don't well, know. On the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, you don't even, not not only do you have just the unnecessary woke reboots, then you have just the mm-hmm. pure cash grab reboots. I mean, let's be honest, the whole Batman franchise is literally that's all the Batman movie franchise is. Reboots for no. money. I don't believe that. What I do think you mean? actually the last I think I think having Batman versus Superman versus Wonder Woman is really bad. I think that's cash grab. I think the the Dark Knight series is actually it's decent. No, 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 it's no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is like, but going okay, Dark Knight, those two movies, the Dark Knight trilogy was fantastic. Three, yeah. The three yeah. Dark Knight movies were absolutely fantastic. But before that, you had like what five different Batman movies, all with different actors, mostly different mm-hmm. actors. Like different yeah. Robins, different Batmans, different villains, sometimes playing the same villains. It was just like really obviously – it was just obviously cash grabs for a lot of it. And I think that's a lot of Disney movies. Well, like um, no one wanted a reboot of – a live-action reboot of fucking The Lion King. No one wanted that. Yeah. That, was, that was clearly just, a cash grab. That's technically a remake, but honestly, it is not. <laughs> well, no, no, it, 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 it does. No, the reason why that counts as a, I count that as a reboot is because they physically had to go in, ch- make changes to the script and story to make it more "quote unquote" PC. Like they right. cut out like a lot of scenes from that and a lot of musical numbers as well. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like uh, one, of the most controversial scenes. The music- sorry, yeah, one of the most controversial. <laughs> sorry. The most controversial scene that was cu- I remember being cut out was the um, hula scene where Timon does like that little hula mm-hmm. dress and drag. And they, yeah, yeah, it's like they removed it because oh, we can't show ch- children dress and drag. But I, I turned on. What? This, I yeah, what? yeah, that was the whole reason. And like I turned well, on a kids show. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I turned on a kids show and I see that every like every other day. Like and it's, it's 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 supposed to be a joke. It's supposed to be yeah. a distraction. Oh, I don't know. That's just a whole other topic we got to talk about. Later. Right. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. But um. So, are, so a company to be helping reboots, or are they making them worse? Is is the reboot as a concept good or bad? Well, I mean, the problem is, a reboot on its own can be good. Like like we just gave it a good example, the Dark Knight trilogy. Was fantastic. Was a fantastic Batman reboot. Absolutely great. It rebooted, it like it told Batman's story in a diff, kind of a different way. Gave all of his villains a more realistic, like a more realistic, you know, position rather than just being crazy villains. 
Like, that was a good reboot. But when you get something like, say, Aladdin that's just being rebooted for no reason, I mean, then that's a bad reboot. That hurts the whole rebooting experience. Mm -hmm. I don't think rebooting on its own can work unless it's rebooting something that's not really well known. Because before Batman was rebooted, no one really knew Batman, except except for comic nerds. And well, to be honest, and you remember like like early morning cartoon Batman right, with right. Adam West, right? Adam West, well, Love Adam West. But then again, like it does help the movie industry. Like the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, the entire universe, every movie that's come out of Marvel is a reboot of one of their original characters. Every single one of them is a reboot. The Iron Man, Iron Man was that was the story about Iron Man being like used to be a warmongering weapons maker, was not present in the original comics. Uh, uh, who else? The um, Incredible Hulk's story wasn't really like that before either. Like Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. That's not how S.H.I.E.L.D. used to be at all. Like The entire MCU is a complete reboot of the entire Marvel comic universe. And it worked better because it tells, in my opinion, told a lot of better stories. Right. And I think also a problem with it... The only problem I have with weird reboots is claiming what exactly is a reboot anymore because I'm having so many – like I would look up reboot examples, right? Just just general Googling this right. because I wanted prepared. And the, the Incredible Hulk is technically a reboot, but it's now enmeshed within the Marvel universe that it also doesn't matter. It's not technically a reboot anymore. It's technically part of a origin story, or it's part of right. a you know new story for this character that's gone on further. You know, it's it's Mark Ruffalo's uh, you know vo- version yeah, of and that's the thing that annoys the me. Hulk, and it goes right into this cinematic universe. So that's the thing that annoys me, though. I'm like, you can't claim that that's not a reboot when that's literally the definition of fucking reboots. Like you're telling the same, you're taking a character, revamping his origin story giving a more realistic yeah. twist to him and giving him a more realist, like a, a new new story that isn't in line with the original source material whatsoever. That's literally the definition of a reboot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and one of the things I know about The Incredible Hulk, this is just a tangent, is like, I hate when people like say, oh, it's just a reboot of the television series. I'm like, no, it's not. There were movies, yeah. I'm like, how? In what way? <laughs> I think, honestly, one of the reboots that didn't need to happen, or I just, I feel like this reboot, maybe just this series is kind of tired and it's old. I, I don't like Transformers. I got to say, Bumblebee is not a good reboot. That's technically a reboot. Oh, what? I, just I didn't I like loved it. I loved Bumblebee. I know. I'm so, I don't know what it is. I think I'm just tired of Transformers in general. Like, I like Michael the Bay ruined it. Michael Bay kids. ruined it. I think that's what you're trying I, to say. I just, I'm so tired of just watching cars fight. It's so cool. <laughs> and we watched four I'm other so films tired it, of watching cars turn into robots <laughs> and then explosions <laughs> and epic fights. I'm so sick of it. I don't know. I watched Bumblebee. Okay, I, I had a lot of revisions about bumblebee i had a lot of you know i I didn't want to watch it at first you asked me to watch it i did did watch it several times last year i just couldn't link to anything in the story i don't know why i don't know like i get it it's it's interesting because it's it's falling just purely bumblebee right Right. and it's falling back in like the 80s was it yeah i'm not even certain okay so So the whole point okay yeah I'm a transformer, trans, 
Transformers. Transformers. Famous. I cannot talk today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> the whole point of Bumblebee was basically they, they're never going to say this. Hasbro is never going to say this because they don't want to piss them off. But Bumblebee was basically the middle finger to Michael Bay. They finally acknowledged that he ruined the entire Transformers like movie series. Like every single one. The first movie you can argue was okay. Was okay. The first one you can argue was good. Everything after that's, it was bad. That's more of a series that I, I, de- I deem as a cash grab. Yeah. Transformers is a cash grab. Because yeah. when you look at the Michael Bay films, and I feel bad. Because I know it's maybe like they had better intentions. They maybe want to just continue the story. Maybe they just want to finish it. But honestly, I could have stopped it too. I could have stopped at the second Everyone one. could have stopped and it too. We didn't even need, to be honest, we I didn't even need it too. We didn't Stop even it. need okay. it to, in my yeah. opinion. We did not need a Transformers well, 2. They set, they set every film up to have a sequel afterwards. Because when they finished the first movie, they were like, oh, but there could still be more trouble. And then they right. bring on more trouble. And that's what I'm like so – I'm annoyed with because at some point it's like, but we always have trouble. Why do we need to film every single right. version of it? And you have the same people kind of coming back or you have – Oh, here's one bad, evil robot who's coming down to Earth. Oh, guess what? There's another one. we got to defeat him as well. And that's what I feel as a cash grab. If you just keep right. creating the same type of heroes. Because Optimus Prime knows that they're going to come. Why not be able to bury, like, create a better barrier? You don't. Create better weapon systems? You're, well, right. you're working with the military. Right. <laughs> and so you got to create a better defense. You know, actually, on the subject of Transformers... There was actually a rebooted television show, 100% reboot of the entire Transformers like lore and everything. It was on mm-hmm. Cartoon Network. It's called Transformers Animated. Now, right. it is a bit cringy at times, but the show and yeah. story itself is like so mm-hmm. fucking good and interesting. Like yeah. the whole premise of Transformers is there was a war on Cybertron. They lost, and you know mm-hmm. they, they're scattered to the world because the war killed their planet. Well, in this, in the yeah. television animated, Transformers animated, they flipped it. Autobots mm-hmm. won. The planet is thriving. And the Decepticons were banished off their planet. It's like this whole new universe. I'm like, this is really fucking interesting, actually. And like, that's a good reboot. Like, taking mm-hmm. something, like, asking that what if question. Like, what if the good guys won this? What if the bad guys lost, actually lost? What if the good guys actually mm-hmm. won? For once, or something yeah. like that. It's like, what if the darkest hour never happened? It's going on, mm-hmm. harking off the storytelling methods. Like, what if they never had a darkest hour? What if it was like the brightest hour or something? Rather than sin. That's what a reboot should aim to do. A reboot shouldn't just be like, we're going to take this, make it more PC, and just throw in some fan service here. That's not what a reboot is. That is not yeah. a, that is a cash grab. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, the 2016. DuckTales reboot, in my opinion, is one of the best reboots ever made. Because it takes the exact mm-hmm. same characters, the exact same fun adventure type stories, and adds like this beautiful family story in, into it. It's like all these all these characters actually have these like personalities now. It's like that's a good reboot. It took something yeah. that really didn't have a story and added this really good story to it. I'm sad that it's mm-hmm. over now, but still. <laughs> I've said it's it's gotten over twice. <laughs> That's what I'm more sad about. It's, it's done twice. Um, I must say, one actually really good reboot too. I like to bring around is the It series. 
because it has had a lot of weird it it's very weird to say that it is a movie series because there's technically only two movies but there's a mini series with Tim Curry and I consider that more of a <laughs> film than a mini series right and I love that I love that it and now the newer it's like I think the newer it's they really bring back the fear of clowns I remember that year I remember going to Universal Studios when that came out and the Halloween Horror Nights was themed clowns because it had just come out. Everyone was terrified of clowns again. I think that's a great reboot. Yeah. I think you literally have started a nationwide fear of clowns again because of your one character. I think well, that's fabulous. Yeah, the, I mean that that really did respark like that whole like killer clown thing because I remember like shortly after that like even Criminal Minds came into that. Like there was a whole episode yeah. about a fucking serial killer killer clown. Yeah. And it was like what the- I'd, I'd say before the uh the newer like it movies, I'd say that people looked at it as you know, it's a joke. They have some, you know, killer clown kind of ideas. Like what what always comes up with killer clowns is John Wayne Gacy. And I gotta tell you, as somebody who loves um reading up and learning more about like serial killers for my pastime, for my fun time, um, it, it's insane that people link John Wayne Gacy is a killer clown to every other killer clown version that could be out there. And they'll look at it. And when they look at the previous it, they're like, Oh, but it was funny because it was Tim Curry. And it's not really that scary. Like it has some scary parts. It's not that scary. Right. The new it with Bill Skarsgård as, as the killer clown terrifies people. (laughs) Yeah. It intrigues the hell out of everyone and it scares them. It makes them pee their pants, but also really want to go back for more. And I love that. <laughs> I think that's a perfect reboot. Yeah, that's, that's, that's perfect. That should be the essence of all reboots, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. To re-spark mm-hmm. that, like, that, like, that one special aspect of the movie. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so... It. And the weirdest thing is, when you actually look at, like, if you actually find an accurate list of reboots, not a list... Mm-hmm. If you were to actually take every single reboot and place it on a list, you would see it's kind of like... It's almost 50-50 at this point, to be honest. Like, right. half of the reboots are good, but half of the reboots suck. And then you get the, like, tiny little gray area, like, in between. Like, eh, they were okay, not the greatest. Yeah. There's some on my, like, for my research, there's some where I, I have listed as good or bad. But a lot of these I could say is kind of like a meh, honestly. Right. I, there's a couple I put at the top of the list. And there's others that I just say, like, eh, well, I liked it. I'm not a huge fan of that series, but I'm sure if I were a bigger fan of it, I might like it better as a reboot. Right. Or I knew a lot more. Like if I if I said I liked or I, I just like the Fantastic Four newest reboots, but as as somebody who's outside of the fandom, if I really liked it because I read the comic books, because I watched all the movies, and you know maybe I would have liked it more if I was a huge fan. Maybe right. I would have been the best of the fan base because they didn't like it, even though it has newer technology for it the story still wasn't there there was a lot missing a lot of things just went wrong with the fantastic four series and i feel like that's why we should continuously reboot it but disney's also bought it and disney likes to make money well also i i I want to throw in this little caveat this is something i always like talking about when i when it comes to reboots like can we really completely blame disney for these reboots something when like if we can we really blame Disney for the state of reboots? Because they release a, let's say they release a new movie, but it has some elements of existing movies. Call that inspiration, call that like nods or Easter eggs, 
call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But then you get critics who are like, oh my god, this is so horrible. This, this isn't original at all. They need to do. Mm-hmm. They need to make a movie just like Aladdin again. And so they go and make Aladdin again. And then they get even more shit for making Aladdin because it's not the ideal fan version. So it's just like, I feel like nowadays, like, what's mainly driving reboots is this, like, critic bias. Like, everything needs to be 100% original. Nothing could be, like, referencing something else. Like, Which is awful because we're, we've lived this long and every story that we've ever had is the exact same like it's not not every story but a lot of the stories that are in mainstream media are the exact same stories that we told as kids that we were told you know in children's um movies and tv shows that we learned as kids in our childhoods in our parents childhoods in our grandparents childhoods that's all the same kind of stuff we're looking for brand new content in a world that was based off of like okay you have to relearn how to do rapunzel but different Right. You have to relearn how to do European stories that were super popular, but different. Make them your own, but make it the same. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's just like, it just annoys the shit out of me. Because when when someone like Disney or Bad Robot, Universal, or hell, even Hulu or Netflix, for God's sakes, tries and do, mm-hmm. does that. They release mm-hmm. some original new content, completely new. They just get bombarded by like nasty critics because it's like, oh... This guy had a sword that kind of looked that kind of had a laser on it. It's a Star Wars reference. That's horrible. I'm like, mm-hmm. why the fuck are you reading so deep into that? It's a fucking I mean, laser sword. Who the hell cares? I also, I also feel like there's a huge issue because um, a lot of Disney films, like you're you're seeing the same story over and over again. But if you recognize, I think people are growing out of Disney. I don't think you're supposed to love it forever, or I think at some point you're supposed to maybe like let go of it and realize that. This is made more for children. Well, I I, that's I, I would argue with. against that. I think I think that was basic. I think that was Disney's problem for the longest time, which is when they came mm-hmm. out with like a lot of those Disney Channel original shows, with like um, mm-hmm. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Austin Alley, and stuff like that. Those weren't really kid shows. Those were more young adult shows. And Disney's mm-hmm. definitely been trying to appeal to that audience. I think they're realizing they can't keep rebooting the exact same kid stuff. And hoping mm-hmm. that the young adult audience or the adult audience is just going to give it a pass because of the nostalgia. I think that's something that someone like Disney needs to recognize. Like, they need to right. start making but- more actual young adult stories. They can't just reboot the same, retell or recreate the exact same kid stories over and over again. I mean, sometimes but it works. We- sometimes it doesn't. Are we even allowed to put that kind of responsibility on Disney? Does, does it have to be them? Or could we look to other networks and other like studios such as Universal or um, like if we do Pixar, are we really supposed to be doing Pixar young adult movies or should we well, just stick to kid stuff? That's what I'm saying. Is, can we put that okay. on companies to figure out what we want and go and um, age with us instead of just Sadly, having age restricted articles? Well, or, um, I'm going to split that up. In, I'm going to split that up into two things with Pixar. I, th- I would argue that most of Pixar's movies are actually young adult movies. Because, like, something like right. Wally has those, like, super, like, meta commentary about, like, being bigger, buying everything you want in life, not caring about the consequences. With, like, Coco that had mm-hmm. fucking straight up murder in the movie. Straight up murder well, in a children's movie. Yeah. And then it's, like, this whole con- yeah. dark concept mm-hmm. of, like, doing good stuff to be remembered so no one forgets you, that sort of thing. So I think a lot of Pixar's movies can be already young adult. But um, right. 
But we expected that when we hit our 30s for Disney to still be relatable to us. I don't think that's really fair. I can see that. But but sadly, on that <laughs> other point you made, like, should we leave it up to movie companies, like movie entertainment giants to decide what we would like? The answer to that is sadly yes, especially with, like how the critics are framing these movies. Like if if we if the critic space was more open, more was like more open minded to these new ideas, these new storytelling ideas, then probably not. We can allow Disney, Universal, Netflix, Hulu, who have you, to make whatever they want. But the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, if critics start bombing a movie because of one actor, one concept one scene in the movie, then other people who are not going to go see it because of a bad review mm-hmm. are not going to go see it, and so the company's going to lose money. So at the end of the day, it is yeah. a money game for them. Like, arguably, for all sure. reboots are kind of a crash grab because that's how mm-hmm. the professional world is starting to look at it. Like, mm-hmm. they, they can't... They, it's like this horrible cycle. They can't stop mm-hmm. making reboots because critics keep telling them to make reboots, but the audience... And the audience is caught in between this. And that's kind of yeah. the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to say, like, one one film to kind of, like, get I know we're going far from reboots at this point. Um, but one point to kind of, like, I have an ex- exact example of saying, like, do we have an age gap when it comes to critics and movies being put out by certain studios? We do. Because we have Detective Pikachu that came out, I believe, in 2019 – Maybe 2018, I might be wrong. 2020 was one hell of a year. Who remembers <laughs> anything before yeah. then? Anyways, Detective Pikachu came out. I recall seeing a lot of... I, I love Detective Pikachu, to be honest. I loved it. I would hope for more films like that. Ryan Reynolds is a little baby Pikachu. Delightful. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but there was an age gap with the critics because a lot of the critics who went to see it, unless you grew up with Pokemon, right, unless, exactly. you understood it, or unless you had any kind of form of exposure to it, there were a lot of critics who said, I don't get it. I don't understand. No, and yeah. I, I, I can't relate to it, so therefore I'm rating it badly. There was a, or I'm re- kind of middle of the road, you know. Yeah, and that's, and that's sort, of, sort of a thing, another issue. Like, you got the, not only those age gaps, those culture gaps. Like, I remember when um, the Digimon movie came out. Like, a lot of the Digimon mm-hmm. movies, when they used to come out in theaters, critics just bombed the shit out of those movies because they didn't understand the concepts behind it. I'm like... And when you actually read those reviews like that, you could definitely tell that there's a clear divide between critics who are just reviewing a movie just to review it or critics who actually do the research, look into the phenomenon or look into this franchise and see what it's about. Like, and that's, right. then that's kind of another issue. I'm like, that's another force that drives reboots because then you get people who are saying, oh, well, this is a reboot, so it should explain everything from the beginning. No, no one said that. I, no one ever said that. Just because it's a like reboot. That's- Sorry. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like that's a huge issue is like as a critic nowadays, you have to either give a very vague answer when you don't know much about it or you have to be more intelligent about every single series ever before you research that movie. Because I can't give you a clear understanding if uh, the newest like Godzilla films, Godzilla is technically a reboot because there's a different God's well, not got not a different Godzilla every time, but it has a different story, which is weird. Right. I don't know what to consider a reboot, but it is. Or even better, James Bond. James Bond is a different series because it has the same character technically, but it has different actors, and it's trying to reinvigorate the series. I can't give you a thorough 
uh, understanding if the newest James Bond movie is better than, you know, Sean Connery, James Bond. Right. Or Pierce Brosnan, James Bond. I can't tell you if Daniel Craig's doing a good job because I don't know because I'm not well informed. So if I were to give you an idea of a reboot or I were to say like, oh, a reboot's good or not. I feel like I would need to have information on what previous reboots were or what the right. previous film was I'm rebooting. That is and sometimes we lose, you know? Well, the, that is an interesting insight. Sadly, a time, a little time limit for this first episode is up. Uh, we're just past oh. the 40-minute mark, uh, <laughs> which kind of sucks. I think we can go more in depth, so maybe we'll do a second episode where we continue off of this. Well, um, sorry. Goodbyes are always awkward, uh, or endings are always awkward, I say. Um, well, I guess that's it for the first episode of what we say online. Um, I thank everyone for listening and sticking through this interesting conversation. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Tavi, for joining me. You're welcome. And uh, thank you all for listening. I hope to stick around because maybe we'll do a second episode. Who knows? But thank you for listening. Bye. Bye bye.